Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing great. The Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcasting live every single day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended sellers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, wait to hear what Joe Montana said about Dan the man and Dan the other man. Danny Cannell will join us later on this hour. We'll get you ready for college football, which kicks off in earnest tonight. I, I know we had week zero uh, last weekend, but uh, we got an SEC, Pac-12, soon-to-be Big 12 showdown. Uh, we have a Big Ten conference game. Uh, we got we got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. Plus, uh, more discussion about the Jonathan Taylor situation. Now, the details have come out of who was actually interested and what actually went down. But from the mouth of the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts and a good friend of mine, Josh Lucas, who's a former director of player personnel for the bears will join us. We'll ask him about the realities of this week, right? He used to run the bears uh, personnel department and get his sense of like, what's really going on with these teams as it's not just that you had to cut guys from your roster, but you have, you know, 31 other rosters to check out. And we have the potential for Jonathan Isner playing his last tennis match at the U.S. Open, right? And you're like, Jonathan Isner, he's the gigantic dude who played the, like, three-day-long match. Do you remember that, Jay Stu? Like, he's one of the, like, five tennis players you don't know much about the sport. But you're like, I remember when that happened. You remember when that happened? I do. I do remember that happened. It's crazy. Crazy. 
Nick Hope, you were there? I yes. That. I was You're there. At, I, for really? the final day. I, I was there for the final hour for the uh, conclusion of it. It was a two-day match, right? It was It was three. They played that was three, three. Okay, hours. Thought, thought, yeah. They played three hours. They went on late. Had to had to call it due to light the, the the sun fading. They played seven hours the second day, again go run into darkness. Then they came back and played another hour on the final day. So it was, it, I think it was just under eleven hours when it was all said and done. That's crazy. Can you imagine playing like like no matter how much you love playing your sport, can you imagine playing your sport for that that long in one match or one game? No. <laughs> it's ludicrous. And that's why all the Grand Slams change their rules in the final set. So you, you don't have to win by two games anymore. It, there's varying degrees depending on which uh, Grand Slam you're at. But there will be a tiebreaker. So we don't have anything going into the 60s in the fifth set ever again. Well, he's in a tiebreaker right now yep. at 5-5 five, five in, the, in the fifth set. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. It's uh, now 5-6. Five, uh, five, excuse me. In the in the fifth set, more on that to come. You know, I, I was thinking um, earlier today. I know it's a very grand thought for me. Tonight kicks off college football in earnest, right? and I know there's some games last weekend, but it's like Notre Dame playing in Ireland feels very Notre Damey, but also feels not real in terms of college football. We, we have games kicking off tonight on campus, and. It, it dawned on me that I could make the case, and I will to you, that college football is the most American thing we do, right? Because I'm not sitting here telling you that there's not some smoke come from the house, that the house is, in fact, on fire. You know, we have the conference realignment. You know, we have conference realignment. We have the NIL, the transfer portal. We have all these things that happen around the game. On the other hand, how unique is it that there's a sport where, first, it's like a holiday in any college town you go to. It's a We're all looking for a reason to party, a place to go, a thing to do, and that's what it's become. You know, instead of setting our lives and our calendars around the actual holidays, this is, you know, six to eight weekends a year that we make a pilgrimage to these small college towns and we create a holiday where one didn't previously exist. It's a sport where there's a small town in South Carolina where a successful program has a bunch of guys take a bus around a stadium get out of that bus, walk in, touch a rock, and run down a hill, and that's a cool tradition. There's another small town in Virginia that's been successful whose players come out to a Metallica song, and it's synonymous with the school, the team, and the sport. Think about the tradition of the program that you love, that you watch, that you grew up enjoying or rooting for. Think about that. And then think about how odd, in many ways, that tradition actually is, you know? I mean, we saw Nebraska last night with the 92,000 people watching volleyball. But that stadium becomes the second biggest city in the entire state of Nebraska on college game day Saturdays. And, and for what reason? They, they haven't been good in 15 to 20 years, right? 
And yet every year that place is packed with fans that grow up, uh, that, that show up and wear overalls and hats that have corn cobs on them. <laughs> Out West, you have a guy riding a Trojan horse or what we think a Trojan horse might look like wearing an outfit okay, of what we would guess a warrior in Troy would look like. Though there's no real connection to anything having to do with the ancient empire of Troy. And yet, this is all very normal. And every year, every year, we get ready for and cheer for those same man-made traditions that happen for some bizarre reason, and yet we've embraced, and it makes us feel warm. It makes us feel comfortable. It's, it's a lot like, like the family gatherings and family get-togethers where, sure, there's a lot of outside stuff and storylines and reasons why, you know, and traveling with kids that make it, uh, make it harder than it should be. We got, we got all that. But at the end of it, there is something warm and comforting knowing that there's family around. College football is at its core awesome and is at its core American. There is what others feel for their soccer team. We feel for our college football team. And knowing it's not the highest level of the sport, it's not even close to the highest level of the sport. We, a matter of fact, make excuses for the lack of quality of play in comparison to higher levels of sports because eh, they're college kids, even though many of them don't actually go to college anymore. <laughs> they may take courses, but they never step foot on campus. The whole thing is uh, bizarre on some fashion and yet enjoyable because we just, you know, we leave it. We simply leave it to the gods to decide who wins and who loses. And we love the, the tradition of it, the feel of it, the comfort of it. You know, why do you cheer for a school? You may have gone to that school. Your grandpa, your mom, your dad may have gone to that school. Or it just may have been the school that's in your area that you cheered for your entire life. And though we destroy so many of the traditional rivalries, the traditional way things are done, the actual traditions themselves within each campus still seem to remain the same with new ones added every year. Is there anything better than college football? The answer is no. Is it screwed up? The answer is yes. And yet, despite that, who's not excited for it beginning? Who's not excited for it beginning? So uh, here's the college football in all of its glory, in all of its backwardness, in all of its bizarre traditions, and things that started in yesteryear that we still do and cheer for and root for today. I love college football. I just really, really do. And some parts of me don't know why, right? But a lot of it does. A lot of it does. Like we cheer for kids as they walk across campus. We have traditions where simply guys are walking to and fro and we label it the walk. <laughs> I mean, what the? If you step outside of self, if you're not from this country, if you're not into the college thing, you, you don't understand it. But to those of us that do and embrace it and love it, watch it. It's so cool. So cool. Uh, by the way, John Isner lost what will, will be his last match. I believe he'll now be a pickleball All-American. More on that to come. Nick Cope's going to give us the update at half past the hour.
This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What up with your Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. Well, we get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Been a while since we had the whole crew together. That's because Jay Stu chose to hike Half Dome. How'd that go, Jay Stu? Oh, my God. Do you have a, a couple hours? Um, I no, but I have I have radio time. So <laughs> for our for our fiftieth for um, my girlfriend's fiftieth birthday, my hot girlfriend Christina's fiftieth birthday, I bought her a uh, hike to Half Dome and to go up and and scale Half Dome, which is if you Google it, it's one of the more challenging hikes um, in the country, and it, it's unique because. It's not just a mountain that you go to the top of. You have to scale these cables that are on the side of basically a cliff to get up to the top after a nine-minute hike, a nine-mile hike. Um, because it was for her birthday, and because I had paid the expense to do it, and we got a tour guide and everything else, I did it. I got to the top of Half Dome. I have the pictures to prove it. But as I was telling John earlier. It was the worst human experience of my life. I've never been through more hell uh, in body and mind. Why? uh, Because four miles in to a nine-mile ascent, my body told me it was done. And I had to somehow, and, and a half mile from the top, I 
I just about passed out, and my girlfriend was giving me the boxing referee thing, like, you're done. you know, Because the last half mile is the toughest. You're going directly up narrow steps that are slippery, and then you have to, you have to scale these cables to get to the top. But I wasn't going to come back to work and go on national radio and tell Doc Gottlieb that I couldn't make it to the top of Halftone. So something in me um, willed me to the top of that, and... I can't even a week later, Doug. I can't say that it was worth it because I'm still in pain. I, I my body aches. I have a, I have a, a leg injury. I brought some. My lung hasn't recovered. But <laughs> but anyways, I did it. I got to the peak at Half Dome. Um, it's something that no one will ever be able to take away from me. And happy birthday, Christina. Um, I mean. Why did your body like? How bad a shape are you in? That's the problem, Doug. They the, the tour guide had sent us a checklist of things that you should train to do. And my girlfriend and I kind of laughed at it like, oh, that's they're just covering their own behind because they, they don't want to be sued if you die. <laughs> I should have done every single thing and more because I'm 50. I'm, I'm a good 20 pounds overweight. I was out of shape. I, my body was not prepared for that hike. And that's why I was so pissed off at myself. I spent the nine miles coming down, which by by far was the hardest part of the hike. Um, pissed off at myself for not being in better shape. I was just I, I was so mad at the world. Uh, so that's the answer to the question. I was not I I wasn't prepared, but somehow I did it. But but Doug, let me say really fast. Jason, tell him though. Jason did inspire people though. At the hike, and tell them what happened about those younger guys, Jason. I think it's inspiring. I think they say that uh, once you get to the cables at the top, people make it there. But once they see the cables and how intimidating it is, it's directly straight up. Like three out of eight people, I guess, scale it. And the other five, like, turn around and go back or just stay at the cables. Well, there were four guys in their 20s just, like, sitting there at the cables looking up as we walked past them. And then saw a couple 50-year-olds scale it with the cables. And then I look back, and they're right behind us. They they had told us, um, no way we're going up. And so we kind of inspired some 20-somethings. But again, um, it was living hell. Doug, you've done this. You're an athlete. When you put your body, when you take your body to the limit, to your threshold athletically, most of us say, okay, we're done. Um, Pushing past that limit is, I think, right. where where the special, yeah. like, amazing greatness is of our athletes. Agreed. Was, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done physically at 50 years old. I had never done anything even close to that hard. So why don't you feel good about it? I don't. I don't understand. Ask me in a week, and I will. I I'm in too much pain right now to say that I feel good about it. But you know, I I think I'm getting around to the fact that I'm going to I'm going to start bragging about it. But I I really haven't been boastful because it was the most humble experience of my life. Uh, I thought I might I might pass away. You did not pass away. You are you are back here. I and am. That's that's good. That is a really really good thing. All right. Well, good to have you back, and good Thank to you. be back. Uh, speaking of back, the Colts have Jonathan Taylor back, or still, you know, still part of their roster, although he's on the physically unable to perform list. Here's their general manager, Chris Ballard, talking about how things have gone down with their star running back this summer. You picture like, oh, this is just everything's okay. No, it sucks. It sucks for the Colts. 
It sucks for Jonathan Taylor, and it sucks for our fans. And relationships are repairable. When guys get emotional and take a stance, I, you got to have some, you, you know, you got to be able to work through those. Um, my takeaway on it is that, that this is this is with any business, but sports especially. And I think part of it is people know how much you make. There's also an ego involved in any sort of negotiation for salary, but especially professional salaries where you know how much other people at your position makes. Um, and I think this is Chris Ballard clearly putting himself in the, hey, I'm not Jim Ursay. I'm not in Jim Ursay. Not at all. Hey, not in any way. But I, I'm not completely siding with you. And it's an effort to get him to play for the Colts. And I think like Jonathan Taylor's in a position where he has to play. You can't sit out half the season or the season and force a trade. That's not a reasonable way. You know, you just lose too much when you don't play football. You know, you, d- you do. So, unfortunately for him, I guess, if you want to say unfortunately, he's going to have to play for pennies on the dollar. He's not going to get a contract extension. I would also guess that there's probably a world where the Colts would get back to wherever they were in negotiations and offer him a contract extension. It's just not going to be anywhere near what he wants. So, this is a weird one. A weird one. Nick Cope, where do you think they go from here in terms we'll of the see. Colts and Jonathan? Oh, you're, you're working. I'm sorry about that. Jay Stu, do you think there's a way in which Taylor plays for the Colts this year? I mean, we, I think we've seen much worse in sports, Doug. I mean, when we, when we talk about contract disputes throughout the years, I think there have been worse things said and worse things done, and the teams eventually kind of reconcile. Because if the player's good enough – I think I think what I mean one of the more interesting things that um, that Ballard had said yesterday, and I think it kind of tells you where they're at. He was point blank asked, "Why did you not pay Jonathan Taylor what he wanted?" And his answer was weird. He said, "We won four games last year." That was kind of the answer. I think that was a we need to see where we're at as a team. Are we are we a good enough team to? devote that much money to Jonathan Taylor um, or are we a team that's still a couple years away and we could utilize maybe uh, the assets in, in, in different ways so the long answer to your question is I think you can reconcile it from a relationship standpoint I just don't think the team knows what they are yet I don't think it has anything. I, I think that the argument is, hey, it's not like we're winning a ton of games. Because Jonathan Taylor was, two years ago, was led the league in rushing, right? And uh, they didn't make the playoffs. And last year, he missed some games, and he has a legit ankle injury, and they won four games last year. So it's like, no matter how great you are, it's not like you're single-handedly winning games for us. On the other hand, there's also the reality of the position that he plays. And I think that's where Ballard's... He's not being disingenuous, but he's omitting the fact that position has something to do with it as well. And and maybe that's his way of getting to the position talk, is saying we didn't win all those games. You know, I, I think the, the part that really stinks and the part that becomes disingenuous from Taylor's camp is... 
You know, this thing all started because he wanted to reset the running back market. Then he wasn't going to reset the running back market, and there was talks of a trade talk, and suddenly he was coming down off his stance, but only for a different team. And that doesn't, that doesn't seem cool. That doesn't seem like it's okay. That, that doesn't at all. Uh, what do I think happens? I think he plays. Like, I, I think at some point you got to play under the contract that you're given. And if you're not, you do understand that if you don't play a game this year, that contract is still the same for next year. You, you don't get a year's credit if you don't play. So if you want to say he's screwed, yeah, but on many levels he screwed himself. He was offered extension. It just wasn't at the level that he wanted. So, so please don't say, oh, well, they didn't want him. No, they want him. They just didn't want him for the price that he wanted. Period. Stop. End of story. End of story. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the code Gottlieb to get a special offer when you sign up. That code Gottlieb only DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, there's a men's health magazine article by the way i like men's health like there's men's health and men's fitness feels like the same magazine but they're they're just different i guess um but they're 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 good mags do they still exist in magazine form chase do do we know that like do they still do we still get the printed copies of those oh i think we do i think so not you until get, you just asked me i just do you get it, they were yeah do you get any periodicals at home at your house 
Negative. Not. Yeah, um, Ramos. Not you, intentionally, you, anyways. I get sent like crap from like the local, you know, whatever. Yeah, or you get uh, you get uh, furniture stuff, right? Furniture catalogs type type deal in the in the mail. What about you, um, Nick Cope? Do you get any periodicals? Do you, is there any actual magazines you get delivered to your home? Yes, my father-in-law lives in Palm Springs. And for as a little gift every year, we get Palm Springs Life sent to us, which is a monthly magazine. But nothing that my wife and I intentionally order. No. <laughs> Ramos, how about you? Um, I think we get um, Parents Magazine. Yeah. Uh, I think that was ordered a long time ago when Sarah was in initially going to be born, and it just keeps coming every week, so or every month. Yeah. Was it was it one of those where somebody knocked at your door? There's two kids at their door, and they're like. You know, claiming this yeah. is their way out of out of poverty if you'll sign up for their magazines. <laughs> I don't think it was that, but it was some some sort of oh, conniving way of getting us to get a magazine somewhere. Yeah. All right. This is from Men's Health Magazine. During a recent trip, um, of the of the pint glass shaped Guinness storehouse with gravity bar overlooking Dublin, Ireland. And exhibits tracing the history of the 264-year-old beer Goliath. Joe Montana didn't hesitate telling men's health his pick for best quarterback of all time, Dan Marino. Okay, So this is interesting, right? Because they played against each other once in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the Niners beat the Dolphins during that Super Bowl, which was played in Palo Alto, just down the street from where the Niners play now. Marino's only Super Bowl appearance in his 17-year career. But this is what Marino uh, Montana actually said. Put Marino in today's game where he, he gets free release, actually, and his receivers get free release. And holy cow, they weren't very big. Now these guys are 6'4", 6'5". I think Marino is probably one of the most unsung heroes of the game. People don't talk enough about him and realize the numbers he put up during the times when he put them up. Montana says Marino could throw the football the way that other quarterbacks couldn't. He had a quick release. He had to step into a lot of. I had to step into a lot of things to get enough force behind the ball. He had perfect torque through his upper body and strength and deliver the football uh, quickly at a fast release with accuracy. Now, I haven't read the article in its entirety; only excerpts. But am I wrong, guys? Jay Stu, does he actually say the words "He's the greatest of all time"? Nope, he doesn't say the greatest of all time. In fact, he doesn't even say the best. Um, the The author of the article, as you read, he says that Joe did not hesitate telling Men's Health his pick for the best quarterback of all time, Colin Dan Marino. So Joe doesn't actually use the word best or greatest in any of his answer. So weird, right? Yes. Go ahead, John Ramos. We always hear about this is like the first time I've heard someone say, and I could be wrong, but this is the first time I personally heard someone say, like, if you put Dan Marino in today's NFL, he would be exceptionally better, right? Is that what he's kind of saying? But yet in the NBA, we always hear like those guys couldn't play with us back in the time. It's kind of the opposite theory. I've never heard that before where somebody actually says a guy back in the 80s could actually be better today. Or am I the first person to understand that that point? Because right, the NBA, don't the NBA players always say, like, "Oh, Bird couldn't play with us. This guy's couldn't play in our in the level we play today." Isn't that what we normally hear from our players? We do. Uh, we 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 absolutely we absolutely do. 
But again, like I'm not even hearing anybody say the greatest. He's just simply saying he's one of the most. He basically, he's like he's massively underrated, and it was be, and you know how good would he be in this era? How good would he be in this era? And yeah, I'm with you, John. We don't hear that often, but remember, we're also hearing this from a guy from a different era. We we actually do hear that about some basketball players from guys of different eras. Like, we've heard Michael Jordan. Who was it who said Jordan would average over 40 a game in this era where you can't hand check and there aren't, you know, the, the lane is wide open? Um, look, my read to it is he's – because one part that's not mentioned is we all think of this as some diss to Tom Brady who's considered the greatest of all time. But if anything, it's actually a diss toward Joe Montana. He's saying this guy had more talent than I did. And, you know, if he had a team set up the way teams are set up now with the rules now, he'd be putting up crazy, crazy numbers, which, again, you could say, well, that's a distant Tom Brady or a distant any of these current quarterbacks. I just think it's the reality of it. It's, it was the way that uh, the headlines. Yes. I, I Headline a, did not marry the story. I have a sample of six headlines. TMZ being maybe the worst offenders. No surprise. The TMZ headline is, Joe Montana says Tom Brady, not best quarterback of all time. <laughs> Joe never even mentioned Brady, by the way. Um, but most of the headlines are like, Joe Montana surprises fans as he picks Dan Marino instead of Tom Brady for best of all time. John Montana says best quarterback in the history isn't him or Tom Brady. Hmm. Fascinating. Right, we'll come back to this. Uh, we'll get uh, Danny Cannell's thoughts because he's our age. He saw them both play and he can decipher. I, I, my read on is I, I agree. Now, there is an element to the fact that Marino, they didn't really run the football and so there's an element to, yeah, if he played in today's rules with bigger wide receivers, how good would it be? On the other hand, they were throwing it more than passing it back in a day where people were, you know, the opposite way. They'd run it and then pass it only on third down. So some of it was they were zigging when others were zagging. All right, Stuck Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff win totals, conference Heisman, and college football week one lines. Uh, care of Danny Cannell, of course, he's joining us because the guys at Bet Online said it was okay. He's got that kind of pull there. Um, D- Danny, let me l- let me ask you before we get to the college stuff. I don't know if you saw it. I know you have your own morning show with uh, with Dusty, and uh, I don't know if you guys discussed this because you mostly discuss college football, but um, Joe Montana said uh, he's being quoted as saying Dan Marino's the greatest of all time, only he never actually said he's the greatest of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Where are you on the Dan Marino, Joe Montana, and the all-time greatness discussion? All right, Doug. I, I have to give a disclaimer for you because I grew up in South Florida. My dad was the orthopedic surgeon. He was the team doctor for the Miami Dolphins for about 20 years. When I was in high school, I got to go down and work out with Marino. I wore 13 in college in the pros because of Dan. I, I think he's the greatest pure passer the game has ever seen. And that's a cop-out, right? Because, I, I mean, just the way his quick release, what he was able to do in the pocket without having much mobility at all, without having a run game, with not having like some of the talent that other quarterbacks that have won the Super Bowls have had around them, 
I think he's the best pure passer the game has ever seen. I mean, if you go to the greatest who's better, you know, I mean, I, at some point you have to acknowledge resumes, right? Like, and your resumes do include championships. So, like you said, who's, who's the better quarterback in the annals of NFL history? I'd have to say Joe Montana. But I think Dan, Dan Maria is the best pure passer the game has ever seen. I don't see anything wrong with that discussion. I mean, the, the problem is, I, I don't know, are fans that simple-minded that there can only be a, well, he's the greatest and that's it? Or do, are, do we not give fans enough credit for understanding the nuances to the discussion? Um, I don't know. I also, you know what else is a, part, is a problem when we do this greatest of all time or Mount Rushmore or whatever, however you decide to, to make the argument? At some point... We're going to have to acknowledge it. I think this is going to be a problem for the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, inductions and who gets in and who gets out. Like, we're all aware that the game looks completely different in the last 10 to 15 years than it looked even 20, 25 years ago, let alone 35, 40 years ago. Like, the rules have changed dramatically. Like, Terry Bradshaw has four Super Bowls, but he also had 212 touchdowns and 210 interceptions in his career. You know, like, and Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl with one of the greatest teams of all time in the 85 Bears. But he was throwing it like 18 times a game and handing it off to Walter Payton. Like every situation is different. And when guys like Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, um, there's going to be a slew of them more that are going to come to the forefront. They're going to finish top 10 of passing categories in almost every category. But are they Hall of Famers or are they just really good NFL players? Like, it's going to be harder and harder to decipher, like, what you determine to be a Hall of Famer if you just went and started looking at stats, which I think is okay. I think it comes down to more like, were you one of the best at your position during your era? And I think that's kind of how you have to look at it. No, I mean, we do the same thing in basketball, right? Yeah. You got got the guys that just go by the stats, like, there's no power forwards anymore. There's no traditional centers anymore. The actual rules of hand-checking are different. The zone mm-hmm. defensive rules are different. Like it, the, the whole thing is different, and yet we're trying to grade it on the like pure, raw stats. It's just... <laughs> just seems seems dumb. To, seems very simple to me, and I think it's it's a more complex than that. Let's get to let's get to college football. Um, first, like you, you play college football, I play college hoops. I I think college football is like the most American sport we have because it doesn't really make sense to anybody else, but to us it makes complete <laughs> sense, right? To us, the like even the the seminal, right? The I mean, how great a tradition is it that in this era where we've wiped out so many uh, so many moments to recognize Native American culture, it's like one of the few schools that's found a way to do it right, and you stick the spear in the ground before the game and declare war against the opponent, right? There's just – there's something – it's a, a feeling like home and warmth, isn't it? It is. Uh, Coach Bowden – and I've actually talked to a lot of the Seminole Tribe members – like, because I, I get why it's a touchy subject, and thankfully it's not a racial slur. It's an actual tribe that we're honoring. But Coach Bowden, in his wisdom, got like a letter of approval from the Seminole Tribe of Florida saying they not only endorsed it, but they actually loved us being the Florida State Seminoles. Like, it gave them a sense of pride that we honored their traditions and that we have Chief Osceola, who is an actual figure, um, you know, in the Seminole Tribe history. So, Thankfully, he did that or else. I mean, and I remember seeing games in Tallahassee where there would be some 
people protesting outside. And, you know, then you talk to some of the Seminole tribe leaders, leaders and leadership, and they would be like, no, nah, don't worry about them. Like, we, we are proud of this. And so it was pretty cool to see that. But, yeah, the, the college football, it is a religion. And that's, there's a difference. There is a distinct difference when you go to a game on a Saturday and you go to a game on a Sunday, you know, NFL versus college football. It's just the passion that's ingrained in those. And to be honest with you, Doug, I do worry about it. And I hear some fans complain that the more college football becomes like the NFL with players paid and, you know, we have free agency where you can move around, that we're going to lose some of that. I really hope we don't. But I think it's inevitable that you're going to lose some fans and some of that passion because they're going to get – disenfranchised by, man, I thought this was my player, and now he's playing for my rival, which you're seeing all over the place. I completely agree. That said, we do have college football, and it does begin a new. It's a weird kind of transition year, right? Because the Big 12 has expanded, and yet uh, it'll expand even more. The SEC will expand next year. The Big 10 will expand next year. Let, let's start with Utah. Won't have Cam Rising, their, their starting quarterback. Still a favorite against Florida. Florida, who, of course, last year uh, beat him in a crazy game, but, you know, they lose Anthony Richardson to the draft, his number four pick. What are your thoughts on Florida heading in to Salt Lake tonight? Uh, this is one of the best games of the weekend, I think. And, you know, the fact that it's the first, you know, the, the, the one, the prime time tonight. There are a few, Nebraska-Minnesota on Fox as well, but – I think this game is going to be awesome. I I hope you like defense, and I hope you like a lower-scoring affair because that's what I would anticipate. My favorite play in this game is the under 44. I like the Gators and the points just from the fact of what you mentioned, Cam Rising not playing, a six-year senior. Last year, if you remember, Kyle Whittingham at the end of the USC game decided to go for two, and he put it in Cam Rising's hand, and he's like, that's the guy that we need to make plays for us. So you saw the importance of what he brings to the system. Now, I don't want to discount Utah because I feel like every year we do that. They are back-to-back Pac-12 champions. Like they, Kyle Whittingham may be one of the most underrated coaches, and Utah may be one of the more underrated programs in the country. But I do think Florida, without, without Cam Rising, Florida can slow them down offensively. I think they can turn it into a little bit of a more of a one-dimensional game. And I think Utah is going to try to do the same because Graham Mertz, um, you know, I don't think he's going to be a dynamic passer the way Anthony Richardson was, but I do think he can be more efficient in a, a system where they're going to try to run the football. They'll check it down a little bit more, take some more shorter throws to move the chain, to keep drives going, pick their places to get some, some shot plays, but I don't know if they have success getting it. So I see more of a defensive scoring affair. I would lean towards Florida and take the four and a half points. But I really like the under in this one because I think it's just going to be a defensive slugfest. Uh, can Matt Rule get Nebraska anywhere back near where they want to be? Yes, I, I like him. And I, I know it didn't work out in the NFL. There are some coaches, and you know this, Doug. I mean, it was, it was very evident with a couple. I mean, there's been a long history of them. Steve Spurrier when he went to Washington. Um, you know, Urban Meyer recently went to Jacksonville. We saw Matt Rule is a big hire there. Some coaches – and Nick Saban at Miami Dolphins. Some coaches are just better the way they motivate their coaching style are better in college. And I think that's Matt Rule to a T. You know, he's very much of a, a kind of a rah-rah guy. You know, he's a very high-energy guy at practice. Let's get guys amped up. Let's get them bought into the program. And when you go to the NFL, guys are like, all right, like, just tell me what to do and, and 
and let me cash my check. You know, that just doesn't work. But in college, it does. And he's had a history of turning around programs, whether it was a Temple or Baylor, when he inherited one of the worst situations that you could have had in, in college football history. You know, there's Penn State and there's Baylor with some of the awful stuff that was going on there. And he... He turned him around, but it did take some time. They were 1-11 his first year. I don't think it'll be that bad because he doesn't inherit a situation that's as bad as it was. I think Scott Frost you know, clearly had some coaching issues. He really failed them in tight one-possession games. So they've got talent. He's got a quarterback that came in from Georgia Tech that's a dual-threat guy in Jeff Sims. I think he can turn him around, but I think an, an outstanding goal for them this year is to be bowling, you know, to go six and six, seven and five. If they can do that and can try to lay a foundation, I think in his second year they could make that jump and contend, you know, in the Big Ten for, you know, it's going to be harder though. Like when they do away with divisions, it's going to get more challenging for those teams that played in the Big Ten West. All of a sudden, no divisions and you throw in the mix. USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, like it's only going to be an uphill battle where for a program like Nebraska, and I know this is hard for Nebraska fans to hear, your upside season might be a 9 or 10 win, and that's about it. Like I don't know if you're going to have those days where you run the table. Right. Well, that, that's that's my question is, can, you know, can they, when, my original question, can you get it back to where they want to be? Not, not can you get it back to <laughs> well, south, right? Like, look, yeah. I, I just, I don't see it. And maybe I could be wrong because, look, at the end of the day, these schools that are off the beaten path, it's just going to be about how much NIL they have. And since they're the entire state in terms of college football, maybe they'll have enough NIL. But you bring SC into that mix, you know, SC, Penn State, Michigan, um, Ohio State, like they're not in that tier. They're not in that tier. No, they're not there at all. But here's the good thing, and this is why I think it's going to be really fun to watch with a 12-team playoff. I love that it's expanding. Because I think currently now, if you're Nebraska and we were talking about this, you feel kind of helpless. Like, oh, we'll never get a chance to play for a national championship. If your upside is 9-3 and and possibly 10-2 and and you just can't seem to get over Ohio State or Michigan or USC, like if you finish third in the Big Ten, possibly fourth, you can get an invite. Then you got a seat at the table. Then anything can happen. And then your fans have more belief, and they kind of they'll still show up in Nebraska no matter what, right? They're going to be there. But I think that'll be good for college football, giving a school like Nebraska that hope. But yeah, I don't think they'll be that undefeated team that they were in the '90s when they were having back-to-back championships. No, I'm not sure anybody will be undefeated, but definitely no, not, exactly, definitely not Nebraska. What about your alma mater, Florida State? I mean, uh, look, let's go. Uh, how far away? Get me fired up. How far away? I, I would have said I would not have expected it to be this year. I would have said next year, but I do feel this team is ready. Like, and I, I don't think there. So I think there's four teams that are kind of roster wise are separated, and it's Georgia, it's Bama, it's Ohio State, and it's Michigan. Like, if you look at the four and five star recruits, the like first three round NFL talent, they have more than anybody. But I do think there's programs like LSU and Florida State who are playing against each other, Clemson, who's been there before, USC, who's trying to get there. Like, they've got a lot of really good players that could possibly break through. And if you get in in a one-game scenario or two-game scenario, you could win. I don't think Florida State's ready to go through two teams in the playoff. But I do think they're ready to potentially go through LSU, go through the ACC, and maybe it's not unscathed, but the ACC doing away with divisions, they could potentially lose to Clemson, beat them in the ACC championship, 
and be a one-loss ACC champ that gets in. So, yeah, I think they're ready to be on that stage to get to the playoff. I don't think they're ready for a national championship. But I love the leadership on this team. Jordan Travis reminds me a lot of Jalen Hurts, the quarterback who's now with the Eagles, who had such a phenomenal year. But his career path has been similar. Somebody who's been doubted, you know, has been suggested that maybe he moves positions, that he's just an athletic quarterback, much like some of the criticism Jalen Hurts received when he was at Alabama. But he's continued to evolve and improve. Like, we never allow players to improve. Right. He's gotten better and better every single year. And I, and this is the biggest similarity to Jalen Hurts is the mindset. Like, let's go to work. I don't care about accolades. I don't care about an offseason. Everybody's telling us how good we are. Let's stay focused on the prize. And I think that type of leadership in the locker room is priceless. All right, so your better than night is the under on the Utah-Florida game? Yeah, that's my favorite bet tonight, for sure. Okay. You can check out Bet Online for updated college football playoff win totals, conference Heisman, and college football week one lines. That's Bet Online. They brought us Danny Cannell. Danny, you're the best. Tell Dusty I said what's up, and we'll talk soon. I will, man. Hey, real quick, you yeah. inspire me, bro. I'm serious. I'm not being corny. I, I try to be a good dad. I try to work hard. We have a lot of jobs. I love seeing what you do with your kids. You're a good dad. You work hard. You're working out, too, man. That's what inspires me to get in shape. I got to get in shape a little bit better, lose about five pounds. So you inspire me, man. I appreciate it. All right. Let's, let's get together. Let's, let's form a plan together on it. We're, we're in. Are, you, are, you in the, are you in the pickleball world yet? Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to a celebrity pickleball tournament in Atlanta for Danny Warfel in a few weeks. So, yeah, I'm fired up. We'll have to get out on the pickleball court. For sure. Thanks, man. Talk soon. All right. See you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.